Welcome to the Software and Technology Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Landon Jones. Artificial intelligence. Traditionally, it's been expensive, but big businesses have been able to afford the investment in AI software and are now reaping the benefits of increased productivity. Here to talk to us about a marketplace that will lower the barrier of entry for small businesses to capitalize on AI software too is Mahesh Kashyap, Chief Digital Officer of Deep Cognition. How are you doing today, Mahesh? I am great. Thanks for joining our podcast. Did I do a good job explaining the marketplace that you're developing? Yeah, our company's goal is to provide access of AI applications to small to medium-sized businesses. Uh, Right now, AI is only accessible to larger companies um, they can access the, the limited talent that is out there. They can hire them. They can, you know, get ahead of everybody. But uh, smaller to medium-sized businesses, uh, they do not know, number one, how they can leverage artificial intelligence. Number two, they can't hire uh, expensive talent. So that's what we are solving through this uh, marketplace for AI applications. Okay, when you say small to medium-sized businesses, I'm wondering who actually falls into that category. So for example, I'm from a small town in southeastern Missouri, and in that part of my state, um, farming and agriculture are a big part of the economy. Do you think that AI software is something that even small farmers could use? Yes, eventually. That's that's a goal because if you... Uh, this is the, the the ground truth. If you don't use AI or you do not leverage AI, I mean, whether you like it or not, you are going to left behind in coming years and you're going to see your competition moving way past you. And, and then you have to either spend a lot of money or you will make wrong choices that there is a good chance that you'll go out of business. Uh, you know, today, how much... Uh, pesticides that you put on your crops, what do you do is you just spray it all over the place. But with artificial intelligence, just imagine that you have a camera on your, you know, whatever farming, you know, equipment you're using, and it is able to distinguish between a weed and a a normal crop and just spray on the weed instead of the crop. So now you're talking about the efficiency over there. You're not gonna uh, eat all those toxic chemicals uh, when it is just spraying on the weed. So that is a huge benefit, not just for farmers, but for everybody out there. And also you can increase the productivity and and, uh, literally the output of your yield uh, uh, by so much if you leverage AI-based applications, especially around, you know, in the agricultural sector. I think it it can be a huge game changer for those communities. I love that example of the pesticides um, because that's not only increasing productivity and lowering costs for farmers, but that's increasing the health of everyone who's involved in this global agricultural system that we have. So up until now, farmers haven't small farmers especially, haven't been able to afford this upfront investment in AI software, but you're saying your marketplace is going to reduce that barrier. 
Yes, yes, yes. So, so it will be as simple as you know the the goal of marketplace is not to where you know bigger companies. So there are two ways that you can um, get an AI application today. Number one, you have to be a very big company. That means you invest a lot of money, hire a lot of expensive people, build AI applications. Then, uh, then either you sell it to um, these uh, farmers at a high price uh, versus our model is simple. We will initially build some of the applications by ourselves, but we have a huge developer community from all over the world and we will encourage them to develop these applications and they can monetize these applications on a marketplace. What happens is in the marketplace situation and where in the marketplace setting, the price can go down when you have so much competition, so many developers developing similar application and the end consumer can benefit from it. So the farmers, the people who are going to use this technology can get that technology for a lower uh, price point. So there is a lower barrier to the adoption. That's what we feel. That's super cool. So I've already been selfish and asked you about agriculture, but I'm just really interested in the way that this open marketplace of AI technology is really going to transform the world, but specifically rural communities. So I'm thinking about where I'm from in southeastern Missouri, where there's a lack of hospitals and just an overall lack of doctors. Could you talk about how um, AI software can be utilized in the medical field? AI is eventually going to touch pretty much all the industries. So if you are a medical, uh, if you're in medical space, uh, and if you're, let's say, a doctor or a pathologist, I'll give you, I'll give you a few examples so that you can relate. So uh, let's say you are today analyzing cancer slides and you are spending, I don't know, two hours to look at 40 slides. And at the end of two hours, you are, you are telling, okay, whether this patient has cancer or not. Now, what if there is an application which can tell you, hey, doctor, look at these four slides first, instead of looking at all of these 40 slides. Now that doctor is going to become more efficient. Now, instead of looking at eight patients a day, he can look at 40 patients a day or more. And now let's say um, someone has some sort of skin problem, right? Now, in order to diagnose that problem, that person has to drive to, I don't know, to bigger cities. What if there is a way if that person can take pictures of his, you know, the affected area, wherever he thinks the problem is and upload to a portal. And within minutes, it can tell you, it can diagnose uh, there is a high chance that you have this problem, right? So that's where technology can help speed up. Uh, the diagnosis of the problem uh, by leveraging AI. That's a very good example of that. And uh, small town dentist can leverage AI to look at these, you know, uh, problem whether tooth is loose or not uh, at a faster rate, basically. Now, let's say you are in, in manufacturing space and you are trying to um, identify an anomaly. You're trying to predict when, when you're motor is going to go bad, right? So today, what will happen if you are not using 
an AI based application, then you will only know when it fails, you know, and then your whole um, manufacturing chain, it stops, your production stops for a few days, you're going to feel the burn and you're going to lose money over there versus what if you can predict uh, that ahead of time that, hey, this motor is going to fail so you can take steps to avoid that. So that's another example. Retail is another example. Finance, you know, you can detect frauds. You can detect anomalies. Agriculture, we already discussed about that. Automotive, energy, you know, pretty much all the verticals are going to get impacted. And, and if you have a small business, you at least need to think about it or at least need to talk to someone who can understand the space and basically can guide you what to do. So basically you're saying as long as a small business owner has access to a working computer, they're going to be able to utilize this artificial intelligence software and applications to improve their business. <laughs> Great. I do have a, a clarifying question for you. When you're talking about using photography or visuals um, in this type of artificial intelligence software, that's called deep learning, right? Yes, yes. So deep learning is what literally revolutionizing the whole AI space right now. Any, just think of it, any vision related application, you have to leverage deep learning. That uh, technology has become superhuman at the superhuman level. Um, you know, even I have seen examples um, where, you know, let's say I want to identify a soda bottle. Let's say there's, I don't know, Coke or Pepsi sitting like far from, from where I'm sitting. And if it is, you know, turn label is not clearly visible. And let's say it's, a, I don't know, Pepsi cherry or something. Uh, I may say it's just regular Pepsi, but when I turn it around, I see that it's a Pepsi cherry. I can't find it out, but an AI application can look at that label and because of maybe one pixel difference, uh, it will be able to identify correctly what is that. So whenever there is a vision-related application, it has already reached superhuman level. So that means as humans, we can't even compete with it. <laughs> Everything that you're describing sounds really great to me, but I'm wondering, are there any downfalls to artificial intelligence? One of the things that a lot of people are worried about, about AI and, you know, what's going to happen, I, I feel like I don't share their sentiments. I, I feel like it is real. The benefits are really huge as compared to the, the, the drawbacks. And I hope as a, as, a, as a person, as a company, we would contribute towards the society and hope these small to medium-sized businesses can also get access um, to these technologies. I mean, definitely bigger companies are uh, already leveraging that and, and using it to grow at a lightning speed. <laughs> We've already hit on how expensive it would be for a small business owner to personally hire a software engineer to create an artificial intelligence application. It's just, it would be entirely too expensive, but your marketplace is going to make a difference for that. But from what you're describing, it sounds like the demand 
for artificial intelligence software is only going to go up. Can you talk about what that's going to look like? Yeah, so based on our uh, research, uh, there are over 300,000 AI engineers all over the world, and out of which 100,000 are still in college. That means those 100,000 still need to uh, get some experience, uh, start solving real-world problem, and then there are over 22 million software developers, but those are not AI developers. Uh, in order to realize true potential of artificial intelligence, it is said that you need millions of AI engineers. So how do you fill that gap? So that is one of the biggest barrier in AI adoption today. Here, here is the thing, you know, by the time they're going to graduate, right, uh, the demand is going to keep on increasing. And in, in fact, it, it is increasing at very fast rate. So the gap is, you know, going to increase further. Uh, now, how do you fill that gap? So we are focusing on making sure that we encourage and we build this future workforce at a faster rate so that we start filling that gap sooner than later. I'm no expert, but it sounds to me like if you were to create a marketplace where software engineers could sell artificial intelligence applications, then that's definitely going to be something that encourages more software engineers uh, to become proficient in that area of study. That's that's a goal. That's a goal. And um, it's not just us who are going to uh, contribute toward it. It's the developers from all over the world that are going to help towards this. That's, that's kind of our model is uh, we are just leveraging the talent that is all over the world um, to build this marketplace, uh, which will eventually benefit everybody. Well, you've made a believer out of me. Mahesh, thank you for joining us. And thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can go to marketscale.com backslash industries and subscribe to previous podcasts, articles, and video content from your favorite industries. I'm your host, Landon Jones. Until next time.